Hello, this is Gabriela Alcantara Pulse. You're listening to the sixth episode of the series Zapatos Rojos, Red Shoes. Today, we are going to explore our practice of making end-of-the-year resolutions. As the shorter days and the darkness visit us every year, and as we count the days to literally open a new agenda, at least for those of us who still use a paper agenda, we, almost automatically, contemplate what we've accomplished throughout the year. If we add to this natural human inclination the constant drumming of mass media and advertising, we face the perfect storm to feeling, well, a bit of an existential pang. This anxiety-provoking darkness and the end of cycle can be particularly hard for some. What we do with this has become a commonplace, a cliché, and a fertile ground for marketers because who's not tempted by an easy solution to quiet our angst? Psychologists tell us that the driving force for making resolutions is a need to punctuate time and that making resolutions activates hopes and expectations for what we hope to achieve going forward and that it makes us think about what we want to improve or change. As easy solutions and explanations go, we have to credit this one to Dr. Mariana Strongin, a specialist in goal setting. But you see, I think there is more to this yearly practice. A verbalized insight sometimes has the power to exercise our own darkness. We human animals instinctually remember our need for rituals, for a sacred trick that will message our brain to concoct the perfect hormonal cocktail that will make us feel better. The sacred trick of the ritual, we dance for rain. Rituals, and again, according to psychologists, and not because I agree with them most of the time, but because they describe observed patterns of behavior, say that rituals are often used to neutralize or prevent anxiety. The anxiety of living, of performing, of relating and communicating with others. This ritual of making resolutions, this sacred trick, is a sleight of hand that momentarily heals our fear of not being perfect of being ephemeral, of not being able to control our environment. This end of the year, we're feeling perhaps more than ever stressed by the state of our planet, not only environmentally, but politically and socially. We are seeing before our own eyes the ascent of cruelty as a way of governing and a determined minority that wants to regress any accomplishments we have brought to fruition to the avatar of religion and tribe. We are grieving, collectively, for the losses that a pandemic brought, including our sense of invisibility, of rulers of our own lives. We are walking through a difficult and dark time. Aside from shopping to try to bring into existence our imagined self, the one that lives as a silent twin in our closets, symbolically manifested by garments that we don't fit in or that we have no occasion to wear, resolutions can bring relief and a path forward. If we concede to ourselves who we really are, a rare practice, that of accepting who we really are. My resolutions for this year are to make more time to play, to be real, and to do what I think is best for me and not what others expect from me, and to show more kindness to myself and others. Yes, it sounds cliche, but the magic of resolutions only work if they come from this place of self-acceptance. No luxury gym, yoga, or toys will do the trick. This end of the year, 
let's take a minute to quietly feel what we feel without trying to rush through the emotion, judge or sap it off. It might not be pleasant, but it might bring a rich insight that will allow us to move forward with a symbolic gesture, a ritualistic design of a resolution. Let's be patient and kind to one another because we're fragile when it's dark outside. I want to thank those who have commented and given feedback and to those who support the creation of this space. Happy New Days for all in 2024. May the year bring much needed peace to our lives. I bid you farewell and until the next one, Gabriel Alcantara Pulse.